Hey, hey, Cherry Go Lightly here. Welcome to a brand new chapter of Still I Rise. Many of you have been with me since the very beginning. I want to say thank you, and I love you all. Thank you guys for all the support and all the love. It's been two years, and we made it. If you've listened to my previous episodes, you know my story and you know my deal. I'm a single mom with two boys who has overcome narcissistic abuse. The new version of myself has emerged, and I'm excited to share my journey of self-love and self-rediscovery with you all in hopes that I may inspire and or empower those who may need an extra push for motivation or those that are in a rut. I am here to help you regain your confidence and take back your power so you can just grab your water or tea, your favorite drink, and let's talk. I can't wait to share this new chapter with you. Hello, hello, and happy Monday to you all. You know, I've had quite a few things on my mind. I actually, before I continue, I apologize for all the loud noise in the background. I'm going to close this door. But I've had a great weekend, a great week. And, you know... um, After this week, there was quite a few things, like I said, that I, you know, I had on my mind and I wanted to share them with you guys. So, you know, this might be an emotional episode for me, but uh, let's get a quick word in from our sponsors and I will return in just a moment. So I got to spend some time with my mom and my stepdad over the weekend and, uh, you know, because my kids wanted to spend time with their cousins and, you know, as they should. You guys know that it's very hard for me at times to be away from my children because, hey, you know, it's like I'm so used to having them here every day. They're my best friends. They're my world. They're my companions. They're my babies. All of the above. You know, it's like they're just my favorite little human <laughs> children. And, um, you know, sometimes I go through some up and downs um it's an emotional roller coaster and i've come to accept that you know my mental health is not exactly where i would like it to be and most of the time i realize that i do these things to myself um as far as emotion goes you know emotion is out there <laughs> We can't, you know, sometimes we, we say we can't control it, but truly we can. There's so much that we can do to control our, our emotions. There's, you know, ways to um, keep our emotions in check. But sometimes, let's be real, we don't want to keep them in check. Uh, because it does take a lot of practice to do so. It takes a lot to, you know tell ourselves, okay, you know, let me change and shift the way I'm thinking about the situation. Uh, Because you're feeling what you're feeling at that moment. And there are times too where we avoid the pain. We always avoid the pain because we just don't want to feel those emotions because those emotions can, you know, have a negative effect on us. It can have a negative effect on our day. So it makes it so difficult. It makes it difficult to get through the day. It makes it difficult to focus. It makes things harder, um, you know, just in general. Now, 
you know, for those of you who have been following me for quite some time, you know that, or listening to my podcast, you guys know that I've endured a great deal of trauma. And sometimes it's hard to just let those thoughts go. Um, there were times where I kind of rushed my way of heal. I, I tried to rush my, my process of healing. It doesn't work that way. You know, sometimes you have to allow yourself to hurt. You have to allow yourself to feel the burn, you know, in order to completely heal from it. You have to heal from within. And sometimes there are other things that you are healing from that you're not aware of. For example, if you have any childhood memories that, you know, you you probably have not, you know, completely healed from, you know. Um, for me... Maybe it was, you know, how my parents were always fighting and seeing all of that. And, uh, you know, maybe it's also the passing of my father five years ago. And I know this all sounds kind of funny, but really, there's a few of us that are still in pain from these. And during the times of my dad's death anniversary, which it actually just passed, you know, last week... I find myself still feeling the same pains and emotions that I felt the very first day that I, you know, I found out that he was in a coma and it's hard. You know, uh, there's a lot of memories, there's a lot of feelings, the same exact feelings, and it is so hard. And sometimes I even beat myself up for having these feelings because I say to myself, it's been five years, why am I still feeling this? You have to allow yourself to feel. You can't numb yourself to every single, you know, negative emotion. You have to have that balance. But it's like, you know, the more you think about it, but of course keep your thoughts in check. Think about what you're thinking about. How are you really projecting those feelings? You know, like for example, um, we'll just use, you know, death. As an example, death is something that's very hard to cope with, but I always see it as like these people served their time here and their purpose here on earth. We may not understand it. We may feel that there's, you know, so much more that they could have done, but I do feel that some of these people have literally served their purpose and, you know, they go home. They go to another place and start a new, you know, chapter, you know, in their afterlife. And we are left here with their beautiful memory. You know, sad to say that that may not always be the case, but there's always a reason for things. Maybe their death is basically used as a, you know, as far as a purpose, it's used as an example. You know, an example as in, okay, this is probably why we shouldn't do this or this is probably why we should be more mindful or careful about how we see and perceive life. You know, I've gone through so much pain and it wasn't until this weekend until I really and truly understood why or why it was needed, this process, you know, was needed for one thing, I noticed that there's certain things that I usually would get upset about. 
or I would get, um, I would start comparing myself. But I've found that there's a reason for everything. So instead of me getting jealous or upset about certain things, you know, I just kind of took a step back and I smiled and I said, I'm genuinely happy for these people. And, you know, I will get there when I meant to get there. And, you know, we really have to accept that we are where we are meant to be at this particular moment. If you feel that you are behind, then, you know, well, do something about it. But don't beat yourself up. Don't stress yourself out, you know. Find yourself. And, you know, as far as finding a partner goes, don't rush. Find somebody that truly understands not just you, but your soul. Understands your heart and your mind. That all matters. You know, ever since I had my divorce, I basically see relationships or connections with people in a whole different perspective. You know, it's got to go much deeper than what we think it is. It's got to be, you know, it cannot be superficial. It's got to be deep. Because as I'm getting to know myself as a person, you know, I find that I really need to find somebody or be with somebody that truly understands me from the inside out and vice versa, you know, because the poor soul that understands me, but yet I don't understand them, it doesn't work. That's how it should be. You have to feel a connection with somebody, not just, oh yeah, well, we, you know, we have common ground. We like to eat together and this, this and that. No, no, it doesn't work that way. You have to have a deep connection. It has to be spiritual as well. You know, I found that, you know, prior to my marriage, I've been in several different relationships as well in my younger years. And, you know, I had the wrong idea about relationships. You know, it's like there were, there were phases where I thought I could save everybody. There was phases where I thought I could, you know, bring people from the dark side into the light and, you know, truly make them, you know, be good people or, you know, become, you know, just good citizens. It doesn't work that way. When you know you're with the right person, if the person tells you, you know, I think we found each other at the right time because, the other person will understand that we go through all of these different phases in our lives and it's constant growth. So when, for example, we, you know, I was having this discussion the other day where sometimes people can, you know, when they're in a relationship, they tend to say things like, you know, or they tend to get jealous about the other person's past. But there's really no need to be jealous about that because, you know, at the end of the day, 
you got that person's better side. You got the better version of the other per of your significant other. Maybe when they were with that other person and maybe if they were doing, you know, great things like going out places and you wish you had that with the same person, you know, yeah, maybe these people were when they were a couple with their previous relationship maybe they were able to do more fancier things and you want to have a part of that but that's not what it's all about because you're starting from you know you're really focusing on the person's you know inner beauty and you know they're the authentic version of these people which makes it a lot more solid. Anybody can go out. Anybody can have fancy dinners. But are they truly happy? Finding true happiness takes a lot of work. You can't just say, I decide to be happy. Yeah, you can. But having the authenticity of being happy and being just at peace with yourself and your life, it takes a lot of work. And what I mean by that, it, you know, you, you have to really know yourself and really look at life through a different, um, you know, through a little, a different, you know, pair of glasses, if you will. And it's a journey that we all individually have to take. It's not something that I can tell you how to do what steps to take because this is something that we individually have to go through on our own. It's a process. It's part of the process. Sometimes you have to experience pain. Sometimes you have to, you know, um, kind of go through the same patterns. And then maybe it's like, you know, you know that when certain you react to certain things differently that, you know, you've gone through before, you know that you've broken out of that pattern. And that right there, my friends, is called growth. That's how you know that internally you've grown as a person. When you no longer feel the same way that you, you know, you did. I'm not talking about, you know, callous where you're just like, I'm good. I'm so good. But deep down inside, you're not. No, you're genuinely good. Like you can face somebody that hurts you and not really you know, not really have any emotions towards it. Not because you're numb to it, but because you're like, you know what? I forgive you. I forgive your actions, but I'm going to keep clear distance from you. You know, I've learned that I'm able to step, stand my ground without getting defensive. You know, you defend yourself. You defend what you stand for. Now, of course, if you know that you can't get through to that person, you're not going to beat yourself up, waste energy, perfectly good energy on somebody that is not receptive or open to hearing what you have to say. There's no point in that. So the best response is to just say, okay, and walk away. Let them enjoy their perspective you keep yours and, you know, it doesn't mean you hate the person or you dislike the person. But what you do, you just respect how they feel and hopefully they'll respect how you feel. You can't make them respect how you feel. So, you know, just be accepting that they don't respect how you think, you feel, your views on things and that's okay. 
it's a whole different level of love and respect when people look at you and they, you know, they respect, admire, and just embrace what you are all about internally. People should accept you for you because you are a unique soul. And you have to see that for yourself. You have to see that you are not like everybody else. You are not a carbon copy. You are not a sheep. You know, just some examples. Um, As I was hanging out with my family, I saw that, you know, you know, we're all into plants. So we went to all these places and we looked at plants and we went to an antique shop and, you know, it's like my mom and sister were buying furniture and I realized, I said, oh man, this stuff is beautiful. Of course, you know, human nature, you get a little bit envious. And I was like, you know, I would love to have this, but who, I can't put this in my little apartment. And then I think about what it would be like. I dream about what it would be like to have you know, my own yard and garden so I can plant all my beautiful green babies. And I was like, man, but I'm very limited. I'm very limited to what I can grow because I live in an apartment versus a house. But then I thought to myself, you know, I'm still so grateful because I am doing everything on my own. And that's not to bust anybody's balls that, <laughs> excuse my language, that is, you know, married. Because, hey, you know what? That's, that's a very beautiful thing. Having the ability to maintain a marriage is a very beautiful thing. And just, you know, I'm going to recognize that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and credit that. That's awesome. You know? Um, but I was like, I am happy with my life. You know, as I sit here or as I stand here in front of my patio and I see all my beautiful plants, I see the growth. And when I look at my plants, as corny as this may sound, and I see growth, I see hope. It represents hope to me because I see that, you know, even the littlest plants can grow. And sometimes, you know, I am a firm believer that nature talks to me. You know, as I'm out there planting... You know, I see certain plants that are just like, okay, this one's thriving, this one's not, you know, so then I have to move them to another location. And that represents certain parts of my life as well. Like, you know, I I talked about this in a way previous um, episode. One of the succulents I had actually was kind of destroyed but I saw that there were little sprouts growing from that destroyed part of the plant because even if you're destroyed there's a there's pieces of you that are going to sprout out you know and then sometimes when I'm you know when I'm actually in my little herb garden I notice that when I say herbs I'm talking about like the basils and and mints and things like that sometimes I realize that there's actually some dry shrub in there you know from certain herbs that didn't make it And it's hard, but I actually have to weed out everything that's dried up and dead. And that represents certain parts of our life as well. This is when you have to declutter. You know, you have to take those dead shrubs out in order for the other new sprouts to grow in. Otherwise, it just gets too crowded. You know, and those dry shrubs, maybe they represent certain 
things in your life, memories, if you will, you know, and before you just take them out, you have to understand. So, you know, you're taking these things out. You're going to have a void there, but you got to fill it with seeds of understanding. You know, replace it. Basically, have the intention as you're taking these out. And I know this sounds kind of weird for those of you that are not on the same page as me with, you know, um, spirituality. I see it, you know, just metaphorically speaking is as I'm taking these out, I have and I declare the intention for more of my plants to grow, to give them room to breathe and grow and flourish, you know, gracefully. It's always so great to look at things in such a, you know, beautiful and positive way. It's not always easy, believe me. I can't tell you guys that I have always felt great about everything. I still face depression. Every day, I, you know, I feel depressed. There are moments where I feel depressed and I have to bring myself out of it. I was actually watching a goal cast with Pete Davidson. Now, a lot of people view Pete Davidson as this rascal that, you know, that's foul-mouthed and inappropriate, and they just know him as Ariana Grande's ex-fiance. Well, you know, actually, after watching that goal cast, it kind of brought me to some, you know, it hit home for me. It brought me to some tears because, you know, I understand where he's coming from. When you experience grief, trauma, all of that, it is hard. Sometimes you just don't want your existence, or you just don't want to exist anymore. Sometimes you feel like, you know, you don't have a purpose. And then, you know, you do have to bring your, knock yourself out of that. You have to slap yourself and wake up and realize that there's so much beauty in this life of yours that, you know, and there's so many people that love you. And those are the people that you need to keep close. If you're around people that are constantly making you feel not so great about yourself, then things need to change. You have to recognize those people and those people that are bringing you down. Because if those people continue to bring you down, you're going to be dead inside. You know, for me, I surround myself with all the good people in my life on a daily basis. I'm in contact with people that make me feel great about me and you know what I mean? I do my best to, you know, to reciprocate that and make them feel great about themselves, like with my boys. And, you know, I just want to, you know, be around people that are going to help me like my plants flourish. And I want to do the same. But my friends, one of the things I, I really have to, you know, stress on is you cannot hide from the pain. You cannot push the pain aside. You cannot take your problems and hide them under the carpet and act as if they're not happening and just go about with no, you know what I mean? With the wounds still there. I learned that the hard way when I left my marriage. It was not easy because I thought that if I just pretended everything was okay, it would be. And the last few months of my marriage, maybe the whole year that I, I stuck by, it was hard because 
I thought I was okay. I said, I'm a strong person. I'll be able to jump back up. But then it's like, truly, after I, I left, I found that there was more pain. More pain welcomed me in. And, you know, it's like literally being slashed and stabbed. And, you know, you have the adrenaline and you finally get out of that situation. And I've mentioned this before in my way earlier podcast episodes. And then it's like when you finally take a moment to rest... You look around your entire body and you realize that you are bleeding. You realize that you've been wounded and you never realized how severe these wounds are and how deep they are. And that's when you have to take that time to heal. Those are the pains that you have to recognize. They might be emotional wounds. They may not be physical wounds. But it's the same. You've got to give yourself some time to heal. And if you're with anybody around people, be with those that are going to help you heal those wounds. Don't be with people or be around people that are going to pick at the scabs or put salt in there and make it more painful for you because you'll never heal. Some people see that self you know, some people see self-isolation as a bad thing. They think you're running away from your problems. Look, if you isolate yourself and you find that you you know, are healing, that's a good thing. But if you're doing things that are self-destructive, like if you find yourself, you know, turning to vices that are self-destructive as you're supposed to take this time to heal, then you're doing it all wrong. This is truly the time for you to get to know yourself. This is truly the time for you to, you know, find your likes, find yourself again, find your likes, your dislikes, you know, all of the things that you truly enjoy, not the things that your friends enjoy, not the things that your ex-significant other enjoy, not the things that your family, you know, your immediate or extended family enjoyed and you happen to tag along, along. These are the things that you truly enjoy. And maybe these things are not things that you really, you know, that you knew that you enjoyed if that makes any sense. Maybe these are things that you had no idea you had a care in the world for. Just throwing an example. I never realized, I mean, I thought that, okay, painting for me, I said, okay, well, you know what? I don't know how good I'm going to be at this, but I realized that I enjoy painting. It's a stress reliever for me. And a lot of people don't realize that when you create things, it really you know, strengthens your vibration. It gives, it builds up your confidence. And it's like you realize that you have the ability to create something so beautiful. You know, it's like put work into your creativity. Put work into things that you love. I'm not talking about just work. You know, for me, I have a nine to five. You know, I do have a business and I found that I actually had to take a break from it. Not because, you know, I felt like I had to take a break from that because I need to find myself. I can't have any more distractions, you know, about, I can't have any distractions that's going to, you know, um, take me away from this process. And I know that when I do come back and I do find myself and I am feeling a hundred percent, I know that I'll be able to give it my all because it's not going to feel like work. I'm still finding what my likes, dislikes are and, you know, 
I'm not pretending to be somebody else. I'm not liking what other people like. I like what I like. So, you know, it's a beautiful thing. You know, just because you're a mother, just because you're a father, just because you're busy, it doesn't mean that you cannot make time for yourself. It is so important for you to make time for yourself. You know, I think a lot of us don't take that time for ourselves because we don't feel that we deserve it. And that's got to change. You have to know that you deserve that time for yourself. You have to know that, you know, you got to do what makes you happy. That sounds selfish. And even with my culture, I grew up as a child, you know, when I wanted to do things, I would be told, oh, you just want to do things because that makes you happy. Like it's a bad thing. Look, now if you grew up in that same environment, now it's time to change that way of thinking. You got to look at what's going to make you happy because, you know, life is too short right now, especially with this craziness, with a pandemic, with, you know, just all this ugliness in the world. Life is too short. Focus on yourself. Focus on your loved ones. Focus on yourself so you can focus on your loved ones the best way. Love these people with, you know what I mean? With a happy heart. You can't be gloomy and try to love people. It doesn't work that way. So whether it be for your children or whether it be for your future or current significant other. If you love these people so much, love them enough to give them the best version of yourself. You know, for me, you know, it's like there were, there was a time where I, I realized that, okay, I cannot offer the best, the best version of myself if I'm all jacked up. If I'm vulnerable, that's the worst time for me to try to, you know, connect myself to somebody else. Because it's like, if I know I have venom, I'm going to, (laughs) I'm going to poison them too. It's like being infected. It's like self-quarantine, you know, when you self-quarantine yourself, you're like, okay, you know what? I kind of got this, this, um, you know, vulnerability virus and I just got to stay in here and just, Figure myself out. Because some people have the mentality of, I need somebody to help me heal. I need somebody there to pull me out of this rut. It doesn't work that way. It's not fair for the poor soul that you, you run into. And, you know, if you have, if you come across somebody that's Captain Savaho and wants to save you, it doesn't work that way. Because that other person, as human beings, I don't believe that we are stable. There has to be a balance. Because all of us, you know, we're hanging by the thread when it comes down to our mental health, when it comes down to our emotional stability. So if I was a person that constantly had problems, you know, and sometimes with these problems, you got to fix them before you can finally be at peace. You got to get to the stem of everything and just fix these problems. It doesn't, you're not going to fix it right away. It's not like, let me dig this up. It's like digging up a tree and it's an old tree and it's big and it's heavy. Sometimes you got to do it little by little. It takes time, but you have to be patient with yourself. You know, you got to heal. And then it's just like, 
Those that are meant to be in your life when you're healed up will be there. For those that are impatient as you are trying to heal, well, hey, you know what? Thanks for the presence. But you know what I mean? It's like you did create an impact for my life, whether it be very briefly or not. And, you know, you just bid them adieu. No hard feelings. But you have to allow yourself some time, some space to heal. Take out all of the problems or all of the negativity in your life. You know, once you no longer have those negative vibes in your life, you can focus and, you know, you can design your life however you would like it to be. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying that, you know, if you want your mansion, you're going to get it right away. No. You work on yourself. You clear your mind, you know, and you're able to just navigate through things in a much more better, you know, path. Clear out all the weeds and then just enjoy the ride. You know, hey, there's a speed limit. You can't go at 100 miles an hour, you know. Enjoy the cruise at 70 miles per hour. And you know what? While you're at it, enjoy some of the pit stops. Smell the flowers. You know, guys, I want to share with you guys. I want to share with you guys how happy I am right now. I'm not like content. I mean, I'm content, but I'm not like, oh, I have everything. I do know that I have enough right now at this moment. And I know that things are going to continue to get better. Does it stay better? Does it stay great? No, it doesn't. Sometimes you'll fall into depression. Some days will seem like a blur. Some days will feel like it's, you know, it's kind of like the Groundhog Day with Bill Murray where it's like, you know, you, you hit your alarm and it's the same thing. It's like deja vu all over again. But it's like, remember, if you have that, if it does feel that way, just remember you can always make every day count just like he did at the end of the movie. You make every day count. You make yourself happy. You know, you enjoy it with people that are going to bring you joy and bliss. And you just continue to be grateful for the beauty around you, you know. Fill your home with beautiful things, like just, you know, things that will remind you of the beauty. If you don't have any pictures of your children or your family, you know, for myself, in my tiny little apartment, I have everything. I have pictures of my boys, you know, and myself. Trips to the beach, to botanical gardens, and all these memories. The memories are the precious, the most precious things that I have. You know, um, I have my plants, of course. And I told you what they represent. And it's like I have them in my home. I have one that's actually growing. And I'm so just, you know, in awe with how much this is growing. And I remember when I first got this plant, it was small. It was in my room in my old apartment. And now I have it by my door and it's flourishing. It's just, it's amazing, you know, and the growth of it is just, wow. You know, I'm looking at this thing and it's just like, it's growing more and more each time. And I can't wait to see what it's going to look like. Of course, I know there's some plants that are not going to survive, but I'm doing my best to, you know what I mean? If they're meant to if they're meant to stay alive, they're meant to stay alive. You know, um, I did everything I could. I moved some of them in different areas of my patio, my house, you know, if they required more sunlight, if they required less sunlight, you know, I moved them according to, you know, what wasn't working. And if they still die, Hey, 
I did my best, <laughs> you know, but I look at this and I'm just like, when I look at my home, it's a constant reminder of how thankful I need to be, you know, because I started off having to, you know, rebuild my life with everything. Every single item in this house is a brick because when I left my ex-husband, as I was packing the things that I could pack, as in our clothes, I looked around and I remember this very vividly. I looked around and I was like, 11 years was tough. And he said this himself. He said, having to pack everything up was literally like taking apart 11 years of building brick by brick. But you know, for me, it's the same. And it was hard because I had to accept that we were no longer, you know, going to be in this journey together. And, you know, no matter how hard we tried, there was no way it was going to work out. And things happened for a reason. I now am fully accepting that he is no longer part of my life. He's no longer one of the main characters in my life, you know, um, and... I'm no longer, you know, uh, a part of his. And that's okay, you know. I, I do have some moments where I'm upset with him. But, you know, actually having a conversation with my stepdad, I realized a lot. You know, what was upsetting me was how things were between him and my mom and how my mom would then try to convince me to go back to my past. That's where I became very defensive. But when I had a chat with my, with my stepdad, I felt kind of bad because he said, we need to talk. And I got defensive and I said, what is this regarding now? It was actually because I had brought my dog Tootsie with us and, you know, he was concerned about that. But he said, okay, you know, I told him, I'm sorry. The reason why I got defensive was because I was afraid you were going to try to tell me about, you know, um, their father. And he said, oh, no, no, no. I respect everything. I respect who you choose to be with and all this other stuff. You guys are adults. And, you know, I feel bad for the boys. But, you know, so I just told him, I hope you guys understand that one of the reasons why I see him this way is because, you know, having to live my life, you know, as a single parent, whether or not I chose to leave because I couldn't handle the shenanigans anymore, you know, it still doesn't make it easy. I was, you know, it doesn't matter. It truly doesn't matter anymore. But you know, due to the circumstances, yes, I had to step up and be a single parent. I had to play both roles. I'm not saying that to be bitter. I'm not saying that to be childish or petty, but I had to play both roles and it wasn't easy. And now I can't say it's hard. It has its hard days, but I can't say that it's hard. I wouldn't give it up for anything in the world. I love being you know, I love my life as is. I love, you know, taking care of these boys on my own. I love spending time with them. You know, I love doing things for them. 
And I know that this time is going to be very short-lived because as they get older, you know, they're going to not really want to be around mom anymore. They're going to, they're going to live their own lives. And, you know, of course, that is one of my fears. And one of the things I'm going to have to overcome is accepting that and, you know, trying to find, you know, um, my own outlet and things like that, you know, and hopefully by then I'll have my house (laughs) and I'll be busy decorating it or, you know, um, designing my new garden. But there's no, you know, for me before I would stress over that. But, you know, it's like what I envision, envision is having my adult sons come and visit and then I'll be, you know, the lame mom showing them, you know, hey, do you remember when we were at the apartments? Do you remember this plant? Look how much it's grown. I planted this on the ground and look at how much it's flourished and it's so big and I'm so happy that we're able to plant this on the ground in a home of our own. You know, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to take these boys on trip on trips hopefully after things open up. And I'm excited to talk to these boys and maybe my grandchildren about, you know, how life was and just share with them, you know, just share life experiences with them and tell them how beautiful life is. You know, I want to be able to create a flourishing legacy for my children and their children, you know, and I truly believe that I broke the pattern. I broke the pattern um, as far as like with my family because, you know, things have always been very emotional and very negative at times. And, you know, I want, you know, with this legacy, I want these children and these future children to know that no matter what happens in life, there's no need to fran- to be frantic. There's no need to panic. There's no need to despair because things can always continue to grow and, and be better. It'll always be okay. It always gets better. I want to be able to pass that down, you know, but in order for me to do that, I have to continue to maintain this mindset, this lifestyle, you know, these choices to just learn how to be happy. You know, usually I'd be very sad, but it's like when you learn how to live with yourself, when you learn how to love yourself, everything else just falls into place. It's amazing. (sighs) Well, my friends, I hope that that was a positive and helpful message for you guys today. I do have to get back to what I was doing, but I wanted to share that with you guys while it was still fresh in my mind. Um, You know, again, I'm grateful to be back on this podcast. I'm grateful to share with you guys and, you know, especially for those that have reached out to me and told me how helpful this podcast has been to them. You know, I love you guys. You know, it's like when I receive these feedbacks from you guys, it truly helps me and you know, it, it gives me, you know, the reassurance that I'm doing this for a reason. You know, for me, the most rewarding thing is having the ability to impact somebody else's life. You know, because as I go through these different life experiences, I, own, I, I hope so much 
that, you know, I can come out or after I come out of it, I hope so much that I'm able to pull somebody else out of the same mud puddle that I slipped in and tell them that it's going to be okay. You know, just know that you are a precious soul, that you are someone that deserves the world. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to be enlightened. You deserve everything. Learn to love yourself. And I can promise you, everything else will fall into place. You're going to receive more love than you can handle. So... With that, guys, I'm going to leave you with that. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'm sure you will hear from me very soon. Until then, be kind to yourself. I love you guys. Bye for now.